welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Bob Senninger, and it is my privilege to be your announcer on this fifth Sunday in Lent, Palm Sunday. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service today is the organist, Reverend Ben Schumacher, and the acolytes are Karsten Ray and Peyton Manning. First of all, Pastor Jake made a boo-boo, and the very, the very last hymn of our service today is called There is a Redeemer. It doesn't exist in this particular hymnal that we have. How did I do that? I don't know. I, how do I do a lot of the things that I do? He started um, before But so we're going to be changing that to a different hymn. It's number 441, Ride On, Ride On in Majesty, a good Palm Sunday hymn. 441, and I will make sure that I announce it as we get towards uh, the end there as well. Next. There is a, there are two council meetings coming up. One is right after church today in the chapel. And the second one is coming up on April the 23rd at 7 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. The next voters' assembly will also be May 7th. That is also in the, voter, in the, uh, in the Fellowship Hall. Trinity Lutheran School CDs are for sale in the Narthex for $5, and all of the proceeds go to the Tornado Shelter Project. Uh, there are also Cardinals tickets, Springfield Cardinals tickets for sale. It's uh, Trinity Lutheran School Family Day, and I believe it's April 28th, so please see that in the back. You get a free hat with the purchase of each ticket, and we will celebrate Trinity at the ballpark on April the 28th. Next, book fair at our school has been extended through this weekend, so you can still find lots of great books there uh, at a really good deal, a really good price. This week, as we are now beginning, it is, of course, Holy Week. Our Monday Thursday worship is 7 p.m. here in the sanctuary. Our Good Friday is the Come Walk With Me uh, program that is beginning at 7 p.m. So good Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday are at 7 p.m. Our Easter sunrise service is 6.30 in the morning here in the sanctuary. And our breakfast served by our wonderful youth is served at 7.30, just right after the sunrise service. With regular, um, uh, our regularly scheduled time of Easter worship at 10 a.m. here in the sanctuary. I'm missing one. Oh yeah, there we go. I couldn't read my own writing. See? There, there, there we go. There we go again. Uh, we invite you to join us for Sunday school and Baba class at 8.45 each Sunday morning. If you are in need of nursery care during the worship service, it's right outside of these doors and to the left. Just follow the signs and it is in the uh, the smaller chapel that is right outside in the breezeway there. And Mighty Mites, make sure that you are bringing up your offering when you come up for the children's message. And so we'll be having that as well. And so why don't we stand today and sing our opening hymn, Hosanna, Loud Hosanna. That's number 443. Number 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Have mercy on So Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. So then in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted, O ancient doors. Who is this King of glory? Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors. Who is this King of glory? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon himself our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross. Mercifully grant that we follow the example of his great humility and patience and be made partakers of his resurrection. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. Old Testament reading today comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 50, verses 4 through 9. The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught, that I may know how to sustain with a word to him who is weary. Morning by morning he awakens. 
He wakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I turned not backward. I gave my back to those who strike, and my cheeks to those who pull out the beard. I hid not my face from disgrace and spitting. But the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God helps me. Who will declare me guilty? Behold, all of them who wear out like a garment, the moth will eat them up. This is the word of our Lord.
Steve Grimen will now present the children's message. I invite any other children to come forward that would like to come up and join us. This morning's message is going to be the children's message to you. You just got done hearing them sing a song about this special day. There's not a whole lot more that we can add to this special day of Palm Sunday. They came in waving palm branches. Why did we carry palm branches? Yes, it's Palm Sunday. Go ahead, Cordell, what else? Very good. The people wave the palm branches. Some of them put them on the ground. They put their cloaks on the ground because Jesus came riding in on a what? A donkey. Why did he ride in on a donkey? Do we know? Okay, he came in in a humble state, riding on a donkey. He entered the city of Jerusalem, and everybody was singing what you were saying. Hosanna, hallelujah. They were saying all those words. But they wanted the message to get out so that everybody knew that Jesus was coming in. They thought he was coming in with great big honor and glory, so they waved all this stuff. But we know that this coming week, Jesus went through a lot. We know that the things that he went through eventually end up on Friday with his death. But then on next Sunday, what are we going to celebrate? Easter, which is his rising from the dead. He came back from the dead. Now, we're going to answer a question. This is where you're helping me with the children's message to the parents. We're going to prove that you have learned a lot at our school. Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? And the disciples all looked at him like, well, they're saying, you know, some of you, you know, people are saying you're the prophet, you're Elijah, you're these different people returned. But then Jesus asked them the most important question that could ever be asked. And those of you that were up there, at our academic, you heard the pastor say it. Do you remember what he said? The most important question is that we could ever know. Who do you say that I am? Who is Jesus Christ? Who do you say that Jesus is? Anybody want to be brave enough and answer that question? All right. Tell me, well, who is Jesus Christ to you? Jesus. Loves me. Loves you. We got a simple song, Jesus Loves Me. Keenan, who do you say Jesus is? 
a man who forgives everyone's sins. Okay, a person that came in the form of a man to take away our sins. Okay. Audrey, who do you say Jesus is? Jesus died on the cross to wash away our sins. Very good. Jesus died on the cross to take away our sins. Anybody else add anything to that? Okay. One more. Uh, uh, Jesus. He's just Jesus. We know him as Jesus. That's our simple answer every time we come into our stories here, isn't it? Jesus Christ is our personal Lord and Savior. Everyone agree? If you agree that Jesus is your personal Lord and Savior, raise your hand. If you believe that Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior, raise your hand. There's our message for today. Kids, would you pray after me? Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for giving your life for me. I love you. Amen. You may go back. Oh, no, you're, that's okay. If you brought your mighty mites, you can put them in the basket. Thank you. The epistle lesson today comes from Paul and Timothy's letter to the Philippians, chapter 2, verses 5 to 11. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man. Now, being found in human form, he, was humbled, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of our Lord. The Gospel today is according to St. John, the third chapter. You will find that written out on the last page of your bulletin, John chapter 12, verses 12 through 19. 
The next day, the great crowd that had come for the feast heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it. As it is written, Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all of this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things, that, that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had given this miraculous sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Our sermon hymn today is All Glory, Laud, and Honor, found on page 442 of the Lutheran Service Book. 442, All Glory, Laud, and Honor.
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear God, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this Palm Sunday. From God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's message is the gospel lesson that was just read. You want to have that in front of you because we'll be going through it as we go along here this morning. And so the story goes that after 10 years of fruitless war, the Greeks decided upon another tactic to try to take over the city of Troy. And so what they decided to do was they were going to build, and they did, this enormous giant horse as a gift to the Trojans. And their plan was to put a small militia of warriors inside of this horse because they knew that the only way for them to take the city was to actually get inside of the city of Troy. And so they did. They put the small militia of warriors inside of this enormous horse. They leave the horse outside of the gates of Troy and then they secretly pretend that they have left. Except they are just hiding so that they cannot be seen. And so the Trojans think, well, they've, they've won. They've won this war. After 10 years, finally, there will be an end to this war that we have had, and we have finally done it. We have finally won. So they let the horse in. And under cover of night, the small militia that was hiding inside of this horse sneaks out, opens up the gate to the awaiting Greek army. And they all rush in. And the city is taken. It is lost. And the Greeks have won the war. The, the entry of Jesus into Jerusalem is kind of similar to the story of the Trojan hearse that I'm sure all of us have heard about or know about. And like most metaphors, it doesn't work perfectly. You see, Jesus did not come secretly. He came so that everybody could see him, as a matter of fact. And everybody saw him. And everybody knew who was coming, because they had heard about this Jesus before. In fact, it is thought that because of the Feast of the Passover that was happening at that exact time, that in the city of Jerusalem and all of the surrounding villages around it, that there were some 2.7 million people in the area at that time. And so they begin then shouting as Jesus makes his entry into the city, they begin shouting something that really is quite an incredible thing. They start shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. And the reason why what the people say is really incredibly fascinating is because they are reciting almost verbatim from the scriptures that they know so well, or at least know well enough, because it comes from Psalm 118. Almost the exact same words that are used for a different king at that time, but were, of course, prophesied about for the coming king, the king, 
And the people use the exact same words. In fact, the word Hosanna, literally translated in the Greek language, means God save the king. And so they shout that. Although it's not the kind of king that they thought. It wasn't the king that they thought was going to come. In fact, he comes in the very and brings a uh, very unexpected thing to them. They think that he is going to be their military leader. They think that this king is, is coming to restore Jerusalem to all of its former glory and will rule over them with an iron fist and bring everything back to the way that it was supposed to be. This is exactly why the children and the people who were present there that day, they lay down palm branches because that's what you did when a great military hero was coming and returning back from war. And so like the Greeks, Jesus comes to Jerusalem and he comes to wage war. But like we said, it is not the kind of war that the people are expecting. You see, this war that Jesus comes to bring, that this war that he will wage once he is there, is not against governments or principalities. It's not, against, it's not to be fought with swords or spears or horses or chariots or anything of that sort. No. Jesus comes to wage war against Satan, death, and sin. And he does so in a very unexpected way. But I guess, after all, we should probably expect this from Jesus. Because his entire life has really been one of unexpectedness. Born in a stable. His first home, remember just a few weeks ago when we celebrated Christmas? His first home was a barn. His first bed was a feeding trough. And they laid him there. The religious leaders of that day repeatedly were admonishing him, trying to run him out. A prostitute, of all people, becomes one of his closest friends. And the list of the unexpected ways for which Jesus' life went goes on and on. So, too, is the method by which Jesus will achieve victory. He will give himself over to the authorities, willingly. He will tell those closest to him, do not fight for my innocence. He will stand before the, the actual man who can free him if he should so choose. And say, you, will, you only have power from what my father has given to you. He's speaking to Pilate. And he doesn't do it. He doesn't relent. He knows the mission that he is on, and so he continues on with it. He will look upon the, the same people and see if you can kind of wrap your, your, your minds and our minds around this. He will look upon the same people, bloodied, beaten, and tortured. And they are all shouting, crucify him, crucify him. Did you know that those were the same people who just a week before were shouting Hosanna? Just a week before 
They were shouting, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. And now, a week later, kill him. Crucify him. We want nothing to do with him. And so Jesus then goes willingly to his own torture stake. And he is crucified there. The nails are driven into his hands and his feet. He continues to to be mocked, even while he is hanging there, bloodied and beaten and mangled. The people still do not believe. The people still do not hear. At one point, they say, well, if he is the son of God, then he can make himself come down and free himself. The same people who just a week before, I know I've already said this, but it bears repeating, the same people that were just shouting Hosanna to him. And blessed are you, blessed are you who come in the name of the Lord. And so as the Gospels record, Jesus breathes his last. Before that, he declares and he says that everything, it is finished. And then he breathes his last, and then he dies. And he does so willingly. He does so because he knows that he must. And so after he dies, he knows then that he must go to Satan's turf. And so as we confess in the Apostles' Creed, he de- I'm sorry, as we confess in the Creed, he descends into hell. He descends into the very place of putrid rottenness of sin. The king of creation, the Lord of all, the one who knows you better than anyone, the, knows the Lord who knows the number of hairs that are upon your head, descends into the very epicenter of sin and death. And just like the Trojans, Satan never saw it coming. He never thought that that would happen. He never thought that the creator of all would be standing before him and declare in in just immensely magnificent and powerful and majestic words, you, Satan, have lost. He never saw it coming. You have lost. Because they all belong to me. My blood has been spilt. It has been, their lives have been paid for. They have been made whiter than snow through the blood of the Lamb. And then, Satan sees perhaps the biggest thing that he never thought that he would see. Because the tomb of Jesus was empty. And it is empty. And so that is what we look forward to. That is what we look forward to hearing about one week from today. How our Lord has won the battle for us. How he continues to win the battle for us each and every day. Jesus still bears the scars. 
today. He bears them for you, and he bears them for me. His tomb is still empty to this day. A few weeks ago, I was reading something about how, uh, if I remember it correctly, somewhere over in the Middle East, they think that they have found either Jesus' actual tomb or they have found something else uh, having to do with it, and it was really special, and it was awesome, and maybe there would actually be bones there. And I'm thinking, bones? He's not there. He had arisen, just as he said that he was going to do. In an unexpected way. But the only way that our lives, our new lives, could have been won. By the shedding of innocent blood. By the shedding of the one who brought salvation with him and he rides into town on all things on a donkey. And he brings salvation, life, and the forgiveness of sins for all with him as he rides in majesty. And so I want to close with these words from the prophet Zechariah, chapter 9. These words should give you chills at least a little bit because these words were written of about Jesus about 500 years before Jesus' actual entry into Jerusalem. If they don't, come and talk to me afterwards, because I'll help you. He says, as for you, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will free your prisoners from the waterless pit. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation and riding on a donkey. So he comes. He comes to Jerusalem to wage a war, a war that is an unexpected war. The war over sin, death, and the power of Satan. And Satan never saw it coming. The reason why he didn't see it coming is because he doesn't know God. We've talked about that before. And he comes to wage the unexpected war, and he will win, and he has won. And so, again, for two weeks in a row, I'm going to kind of leave you hanging a little bit. I'm not going to give it all away on Palm Sunday. You've got to show up for Easter, okay? And we will celebrate our Lord's resurrection from the dead and everything that that means. There's going to be, sorry, I'm getting a little... There's going to be Easter lilies. And the banners are going to be white. And everybody's going to look really nice. I know, everybody's going to look really, really nice. And we will all know the reason for why we are here. We will all sing and read and talk to each other about it. And we will greet one another with that wonderful phrase, He is risen, He is risen indeed, hallelujah. I know you're not supposed to say that before, but sorry, I did. And so that is what we have to look forward to on that final resurrection day when we will sing all of the praises and the glory and the honor, all glory, laud, and honor for sure that is due to him because he is our Lord, because he is our Savior, and because he waged that unexpected war and has won that war for you and for me. Don't you think that this is something, a message that everybody needs to hear about?
So I don't normally do this, but I'm going to close my sermon today with a challenge to you. On Sunday morning, this coming Sunday, let's fill this place. I want it to be so full that the ushers have to start bringing out chairs in the back because we just don't have the space. Let's fill it. Talk to your friends, talk to your neighbors, talk to your family, invite everybody possible to come and see and to read and learn and hear about the good news about Jesus and about what he has done for them. I promise to do it too. In the name of Jesus, amen. Please rise. We now say together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. at the right hand of God. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of the last saints. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we will collect our tithes and offerings. Now is a good time to take that red signing book and fill it out. Members, uh, as well as guests, yes, if you wouldn't mind, please put a way that we can get into contact with you uh, in there, in, on the line that you will be signing your, your name on somewhere. And as we have kind of gotten into the practice of doing, the last person to receive the red book, if you would send it back towards the aisle, the last person on the aisles, please tear off the front page and set it on top so that the elders can come by and pick it up. So with that, we collect our tithes and offerings. For over 140 years, Trinity Lutheran Church has sponsored Trinity Lutheran School, which offers an outstanding Christian education for students preschool through grade eight. For information on how you can enroll your student, please call the school office at 235-5931. Trinity's adult Bible class meets at 9 a.m. each Sunday in the cafeteria and fellowship hall of the school. Men's Bible study meets each Wednesday morning at 6.30 a.m. in the chapel. The Mount Vernon Ladies Bible Study Group will not meet until after Easter. Additional study groups include Ladies Tuesday Evening Bible Study at 7 p.m. at the home of Tony Oberman. Ladies Afternoon Bible Study meets the first and third Mondays at 1 p.m. For more information regarding Bible study groups, please contact the church office at 235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness in the public marketplace. Hear the Lutheran Hour message each Sunday on the following stations at 6.30 a.m. on KTXR FM 101.3 Springfield, at 9.30 a.m. on KKOW 860 a.m. Pittsburgh, Kansas, and at 2.30 p.m. on KRUM 100.3 FM Rogers, Arkansas. 
You may also visit online at www.lutheranhour.org to learn about the Inspirational Lutheran Hour Ministries program or visit www.lhm.org. If you have any questions regarding the Lutheran Hour, they may be addressed by calling the church office at 235-7300. If you are not able to reach our broadcast through local radio, you may also visit www.frystatradio.com to hear a podcast of our services. Following the collection of today's offering, we'll join the congregation in prayers for the church and the sacrament of Holy Communion. Please rise. So in our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to remember. For those on our health list, for Melvin McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Kleibaker, Esther Holly, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Erwin Kruger, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Jeannie Stoltz, Myron Reed, Rosa Marie Griman, Carol McIntyre, Marilyn Stewart, Brenda Lawmaster, Sandy Boskamp, Caitlin Kleibaker, David Hughes, Marv Henning, Madison Williams, Elmer Kaiser, Lee Dust, Ethel Helmkamp, Dale Chapman, Dan Haynes. Also, uh, a couple of special prayer requests, first of all, for Dustin Schmidt, as he has surgery on his shoulder this coming week, and also uh, a prayer of healing uh, for those churches in Egypt who uh, have gone through the terrible things that they have gone through. Also, for those who will be celebrating anniversaries and birthdays, uh, Elmer and Nellie Stellwagen will celebrate 65 years of marriage on April the 13th. Pete and Grace Doss will be celebrating 66 years of marriage on April the 15th. Barb, Bob and Barb Steinberg will celebrate 61 years of marriage on April the 15th. And Laverne Thiessen will be celebrating 84 years of life on April 12th. And so with that, we go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, as we have gone through this Lenten season, our hearts are prepared.
prepared. We are ready, Lord. We are ready to celebrate Easter. We are ready to hear and to learn about and to be spoken to about the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that death could not hold him, that he went down and descended into hell and had told Satan that he had lost. And Lord, that he had lost, you have won, and you continue to win the victory for us each and every day. So continue, Lord, this week to prepare us in heart, mind, and soul for the events of Holy Week, for Maundy Thursday, for Good Friday, and of course, Lord, for Easter morning. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, we give you thanks for the school that we have. We thank you, Lord, for the great things that are happening in our school. But most especially, Lord, for the gospel proclamation that happens each and every day. We thank you, Lord, for the children that were here this morning to sing for us. And we pray that you would continue to bless them. We pray that you continue to bless their families. We pray that you would continue to bless their teachers. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, we also pray a special prayer for all those that we know who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. We pray, Lord, especially for all those on our health list, for Dustin Schmidt, uh, Dustin Schmidt as he goes in for surgery this coming week, and also, Lord, for all of the Christians and the churches in Egypt. We pray for healing and peace for them also. And, Lord, we pray especially for all those that we know who are suffering, that we name before you in our hearts now. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Lord, we also lift up a prayer of thanks and praise for all those celebrating anniversaries and birthdays. Lord, we give you thanks for Elmer and Nellie, for Pete and Grace, and for Bob and Barb as they celebrate another year of marriage that you have given to them. Continue, Lord, to hold them ever so close to you as you guide them in this next year of, of their lives. But also we give you thanks for the 84 years of life that you have given to Laverne, and we, we thank you, Lord, for him. We thank you for his faith, and we pray that you would keep him very close to you also. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, we also pray a special prayer for all those that we know who do not yet know you as their Lord and Savior, those, Lord, who we know who may have doubts, who may not believe at all, who are almost there, Lord, but just haven't taken, uh, just, just haven't believed completely yet. Lord, we pray that we would have the opportunity to invite all of those folks to worship with us. Lord, we pray especially for all those that we name before you in our hearts now. Lord, in your mercy. Finally, Lord, we give you thanks for the gift of Holy Communion that is here before us. We thank you, Lord, that it is in, with, and under the bread and the wine that we receive you that we receive the very forgiveness of our sins, the very re redemption of our souls. And Lord, we know because your word says that wherever there is forgiveness of sins, that there is life and salvation. Lord, in your mercy. 
Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. For what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him, being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is a new testament to my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please rise. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you, and the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And so now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. We sing our closing hymn, Ride On, Ride On in Majesty. That's number 441. 441. Please be seated.
We have just one final announcement before we close with our worship today. The Easter egg hunt at the Lions Club is at 12.30 this coming Saturday. So 12.30 this coming Saturday is the egg hunt at the Lions Club. And again, just as a reminder, Maundy Thursday worship is at 7 p.m. Good, Good Friday is at 7 p.m. And then sunrise service on Easter morning is 6.30 with the breakfast served by our youth thereafter. And then uh, Bible class after that. And then Easter morning worship at 10 a.m. here in the sanctuary. I pray that you all would have a very, very blessed Holy Week. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with the members of Trinity. Next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be in, with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.frysadradio.com. We now commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Sadie. Good morning. Hey, Justin, see you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Charlie. Good morning. How are you? Good.